0: coffee and devotions this let's see it is friday morning friday friday thank the lord it's friday august 7th this is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m and on the weekends before my kids wake up you and i we get together we have a little bit of coffee we get into god's word and we grow in our love for the lord together and this year 2020 we'll make it through all the gospels well this morning we are at luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 39 luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 39 going down through verse 50. So why don't we go ahead and pray, have some coffee, and get into God's Word. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. What a blessing it is, Lord, to have woken up this morning. We thank you for the sunshine that you've given us, for the air that fills our lungs. We thank you for the food that we get to eat, and especially for the coffee we get to drink. We thank you for giving us many good gifts, especially Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and have some coffee and get into God's Word. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 39. So, when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind them in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey, and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after these three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Well, what an amazing two verses or two stories that we have here, two parts of Luke's gospel. First, we need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse? And C, what are we called to do in response to these words? So A, what is this about? Well, verses 39 and 40 is a statement that Luke gives. He summarizes everything from Jesus at the temple with the circumcision all the way up now to when Jesus is 12 years old. So in those two verses we have fast-forwarded to almost 12 years of Jesus's life. And what's going on in those 12 years prior? Well, Jesus is growing in wisdom and in stature and he's filled with the Spirit and the grace of God is upon him. So even as Jesus is a boy, Jesus was a boy. Right? Jesus was a little child. Jesus truly came in the flesh, and he grew up like any other boy would. Jesus was truly man, and he had to learn things. He had to grow in his in his in his humanity. Jesus had to grow in his person as being fully man. But he was strong in the Spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of the Lord was upon him. And then, so what was that section about? Well, I would probably write something like, uh, Jesus grows up. Uh, You might write something else. What would you write in the margin of your Bible? How would you summarize those two sentences? I'm going to challenge you. This, This is a challenge. You're going to have to do a little bit of critical thinking here. I want you to give me a four max five-word sentence to summarize those two verses. So so this is your challenge today. Four max five-word sentence to summarize verses 39 and 40. Well, the next section is Jesus at the temple during the Passover when he's 12 years old. So the New King James puts Jesus celebrates the Passover. And that is definitely a part of what's going on here, isn't it? We learn something about Mary and Joseph. We learn that they are law keepers. We learn that Mary and Joseph went up to the temple every year. This is something that the people of God looked forward to, that every year, three times a year, they got to go to the temple, especially for the Passover. They got to go for the day of Passover. They got to eat that Paschal lamb. They got to celebrate the coming up out of Egypt of God's delivering, redeeming his people, of his promises being given to them. And they went every year. And it's this big celebration. I mean, this is entire families would go up. When we sing Psalm 122, these are the, this is kind of the setting that I hear when we sing, you know, uh, I was glad to hear them saying, to the Lord's house let us go. For our feet will soon be standing in your gates, Jerusalem, right? We have this anticipation every year of getting to go up Mount Zion to the temple of our God, right? This is such a cool thing. They go every year. But when they're ready to go home, right? Uh, Have you ever lost a kid in a store before? Uh, I remember being that kid. I haven't lost a kid yet. I'm sure it will happen. Actually, I take that back. I take that back just two weeks ago maybe it was about four weeks ago, we were uh, having some friends in town and my buddy and I decided to go for a jog. And as we were going for a jog, my oldest son, Nathan, was behind me riding his bike. And we went down the dirt road a couple miles, maybe only like a mile and a half. And there was a creek and the the road going across above the creek was really muddy. And so we said, hey, wait here with your bike. We're going to run up to the stop sign, run back. Now, nobody lives on that dirt road but one other person. And so we thought, well, that's safe. We come back, and his bike is there, but Nathan is missing. And I remember being frantic. We looked in the culvert. We looked in the creek. We started walking up and down the creek. We went to the house of the one person who lives there and told them, and we started running everywhere trying to find Nathan because his bike was there, but he was lost. Now, Nathan, we found out, was walking home. Uh, He was too tired to walk his bike up the road, and we found him safely. But I remember anxiously, nervously, frighteningly running around, searching for him, yelling, Nathan, Nathan! And you can imagine Mary and Joseph here as they are anxious, looking for Jesus. But where is Jesus? Where do they finally find him? Not just after a few hours, but days. They find him at the temple. And this is where this ties into verse Forty, Jesus was growing in wisdom and in stature Jesus was there asking the rabbis asking the teachers of law different questions, interacting with them and they were astonished by this kid's, this 12 year old boy's wisdom by his understanding and it's interesting what he says, so when they saw him they were amazed Right? they were astonished at his understanding and answer His parents are amazed that he's there. The rabbis are amazed at this kid's knowledge and wisdom. And what does Jesus answer when his mother says, Don't you know we've been frantically looking for you? He just, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I would be about my father's business or that I must be about my father's business? Right? They probably looked everywhere else that you would expect boys to be. They probably went and checked the creek. They probably went and checked outside of, of uh, Jacob's toy shop. They probably went down the street and checked it at, uh, at Simeon's candy store, right? But, but they didn't expect him to be at the temple. And Jesus I had to be about my father's business. Even at this young age, Jesus knows... Jesus knows his father, He knows who sent him and he he knows somehow that he has come to do the will of his Father and to teach the truth of God's word. Well, we've gone way over time here. I'm going to jump real quick. I'm going to I, I already gave you one challenge. I'm going to give you a second challenge. What would you underline in your Bible as the best verse to summarize these sections? What would you underline? in your Bible as the best to summarize these sections. I have it in my brain. I I know what I would underline, but I want to hear from you. What would you underline in your Bible or highlight as the best verse? Well, last C, calling. What are we called to do in response to this passage? Well, uh, again, this is a narratival passage. We're not given specific commands here, but I think we can look at Jesus, and I think that we can see Jesus as the one who truly was human, fully Human, that the apostles, that his parents truly felt him, touched him, heard him, saw him. That Luke is talking about a historical Jesus, one who really made the rabbi's jaws drop to the floor, one who really was filled with wisdom and God's favor, whose God's spirit was upon him, and he really is our Redeemer in heaven now. We can have confidence. I think this passage, one of the things that is having confidence is to teach us that even a little child was teaching the rabbis at the temple. And what a great rabbi we have in our historical, true, and living Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the blessing it is. Lord, to know that you are about your work, that you sent your only begotten Son into the world, truly man, truly born of the Virgin Mary, and that he indeed is full of wisdom and of grace. He is, he is full of truth and grace. Lord, and we pray, Father, that we would sit at his feet, that we would learn from him, that we would conform us to his likeness. Lord, that we would hear, see, believe in him, that he would be in us and we would be in him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if this video is helpful to you, feel free to like it. If we've earned that, feel free to subscribe if you're on YouTube or share this on Facebook. Until tomorrow, may you go today in grace and peace. Bye.